Welcome to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast number 300. I'm your host, Brian. Joining me this evening, Mac. I spent on all day painting abs on, so... All day, huh? <laughs> yep. And Ian is with us. Hey, once again, the voters have spoken, and I have not been elected to any um, office. That is for the best. <laughs> Mad Cat. Mad Cat showed up, even even in uh, great pain. Well, you toss a few teeth and... Um... Have your sebaceous gland popped open? Yeah, that's hard. All right, I, I, I believe you. And of course, the dumbass himself. I'm a talking robot. You can trust me. <laughs> no. I believe that about you. That seems legitimate. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know Mad Cat is uh, she she's here because we're talking about AI tonight. We're gonna we're gonna we're doing a lot of that. But how are the rest of you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Right. I still function. You still function. Yeah. Uh, been very busy lately myself. It's been crazy. Okay. Yeah, well, uh, you know, I came to Colorado for a wedding, got COVID, yep. and, oh. and and because I'm an overachiever, uh, I, I went, we got the, I got the, when I, you know, I got home and uh, I got the antivirals because, uh, because, uh, and I, you know, because within five days, so I got them right away. Got over it very quickly. The thing, you know, the nice thing about being fully vaccinated is I went through it very quickly. Problem is that I did it twice. <laughs> I, I was good. I tested negative. By the end of the week, I tested positive again, which COVID can do anyway. But I guess with the antivirals, there's there's a it ups it to like a twenty percent chance or something like that. And so I was uh, I, I I did it twice. But once again, I, I went through it very quickly. I had the pleasure had yet, but um, I was with a friend uh, just a couple of days ago who was uh, coughing and uh, wearing a face mask. I, uh, I think he'd been uh, not being tested positive for uh, COVID, which is why he was there. But you know, possible. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Yeah. But yeah, so we uh, we we uh, we got it at the wedding, um, my daughter and I. And then of course, you know, once I was positive, I gave it to my wife. Um, You're special. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just, I, I just, I'm just glad that I was vaccinated, right? Because I've, I've never, mm-hmm. it's, it's the weirdest thing. I've never been sick like this, where like it seems like you know it, it attacked the body, knew what to do, and he got over it very quickly. But I was tired for a long time after it, so we'll see. And you had your birthday too. Yep, yep. Um, that was right after my second bout, going through it the second time. You really need to specify what birthday. Yeah, exactly. I need to be more clear, don't I? <laughs> yeah, when I said booze, I didn't mean cough syrup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did get to see one of your daughters while you guys were out here. Yeah, yeah, she uh, she and came I up. I I did not recognize her at first. <laughs> she a moment. Yeah. She was like, "Wait a minute!" And that one did not get COVID because she didn't actually get to go to the wedding. That's why you. So she she came down to see your your son while while we were at the wedding. Ooh. So yeah, so yeah, so that was not fun. But, you know, it is what it is. Well, anything else going on? Few days. Yeah. All right. Well. I guess we should move on. Mm. I don't know, Mad Cat. Can, can you do, can it? do it? All right, go yeah, for it. Just a little bit different. G- give it all you got. Give it all I got. <laughs> it is now Ian and Dumbass's masturbation moment, brought to you by the Dumbass Media The Amateur Skeptics present Ian's masturbation moment, brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. The Dumbass Media Empire, bringing you content that touches people while they touch themselves. <laughs> so, so it looks like so dumbass. You're gonna you get what? What are you, you? You're reading something that was generated right, by right. 
Yes, um, uh, this is a little fun. We're um, uh, I, we've uh, talked about uh, new uh, uh, AI stuff uh, a couple times recently, and um, since uh, this week we're devoting uh, a whole episode to a lot of uh, uh, more AI stuff. Um, I thought I'd uh, have a little uh, treat uh, for the uh, masturbation moment, um, and uh, I uh, uh, got access to a one of the text-generating AIs, and this will be kind of an excuse to talk about that technology a little bit, because uh, you may have seen uh, ads around uh, for some of these, say, like, uh, never write uh, uh, blog posts again, ha have uh, AI do it for you, and things like that, or ad copy, or whatever. Um and uh, uh, I've been playing around uh, with uh, uh, getting AI to uh, uh, generate uh, uh, sentences from text prompts, um, seeing how creative I can get and stuff. Uh, and uh, what I am going to uh, read off for you is I got it to generate a bunch of uh, prompts um, uh, detailing the uh, sex life, uh, the mating habits uh, of the aliens from the planet Splurtack. All right, Splurtech. Okay. <laughs> I, I just made up that name. Uh, I plugged in, and I, I, will, I wanted to see what the artificial intelligence uh, would make up about uh, the alien sex lives. Well, I, I'll tell you this. I, I, I don't know exactly where it is, but I guarantee you that George Aramon can get there. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Might be an idea for a future book. There you go. <laughs> uh, I'll read you a few of these. Uh, they're, they're very interesting. Here's one. <clears throat> The aliens from the planet Splurtack have sex in a very strange way. They mate by injecting their seed into the other person's body. This is done through a special orifice that is located on the chest of each Splurtack. The seed then travels through the body of the receiving Splurtack until it reaches the brain. There, it fertilizes the brain, and the Splurtack is impregnated. In the brain. In the brain. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, I would rate that as very creative, I think. Uh, uh, yeah, I uh, think so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although we don't fully understand the mating habits of the aliens from the planet Splurtack, we know that they engage in some pretty strange sexual practices. For example, they have been known to mate with multiple partners at the same time. <gasps> and they often engage in public sex. Some experts believe that their unusual sexual habits are a result of their alien physiology. But whatever the reason, it's clear that they, they approach sex in a very different way than we do. Now, a lot, not a lot of uh, really out there details on this. Uh, basically, just that they're having public sex. This is one of the, the more generic answers, I think. Um, like uh, multiple partners, we humans do that. Uh, public sex, yeah, we sometimes do that. Uh, not a lot of detail there, but you know, like uh, these AI things, you know, um, they they can go in a variety of different ways. And the interesting thing about these text generating AIs is that you can specify uh, different. Um, uh, moods that it can go in uh, that it'll try to match that and it, it doesn't give a list or anything you just have to uh, try to um, uh, put something in that might be a mood like humorous or um, uh, educational or whatever it's interesting yeah um, though I'd say that that's you know that that's pretty good um, AI has come a long way for sure right Here, here's another one the aliens of the planet's blur tack made in a very uni unique way unlike most other species they do not have sex. Instead, they mate by telepathy. When two <laughs> aliens want to mate, they establish a mental connection with each other. The connection allows them to share their thoughts and feelings with each other. They then proceed to mate by transferring their genetic material to each other. And there's no detail about how that is done through, through telepathy. Okay. 
and these are just prompts that you've given it and then give it and that is written yeah, these... it makes a, it makes a little a little sentence out of it um uh, uh it's interesting i've uh, i've tried uh, doing it um uh to do like uh see if like research on a certain topic see what it comes up with um and it, it often generates things that um uh aren't true uh be it just like misconceptions it gets from online i guess or something or um or, or whatever and so like you you have to like do how you're doing like a factual thing you do have to um double check that the things that it makes are factual so uh uh caution to anybody wanting to use this it's not like a panacea for creating like big things mm-hmm. um because it's but, very you know, possible that your ai thinks the world is flat <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly exactly you, you can you can get uh, the ai uh to uh uh pretty much find reasons for anything you can uh, you can get it to like write a paragraph on the reasons the the world is flat or uh the reasons that uh the world uh is uh shaped like a cowboy hat you know, um, okay. and it'll it'll try to figure out some sort of way to make that make sense. It, it's kind of fascinating. Yeah, that is that that is pretty cool. Yeah, scarily, it, it's um that level of thinking is kind of the flat earther thing. Let's <laughs> just come up with something to make it make sense. Right, exactly. Right. You're retrofitting. <laughs> yeah. Have Have any of you? Because because like uh, I'm, I'm just marveling at the way the how advanced it's become lately. Um, have Have any of you uh, ever seen um the uh the film um uh, what's it called? Is it Sunstream? Um, I don't think I have. No. I think I think with Sunstream, it's got uh, uh, um, it's a it's a, the the it was it's a film script uh, written entirely by artificial intelligence, hmm. um, and uh, you you can watch this, and it barely makes any sense at all. It's like <laughs> it's like watch it. it it's uh, verbal diarrhea. You can you can kind of piece stuff together, um, and, but it, it's like fascinating. Um, uh, and 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 it's fascinating to see how that's progressed. Like just in the past years, I think it was like uh, mid twenty teens somewhere, twenty fourteen, twenty fifteen. I don't know that that they they put this out. Um, and uh, uh, now you you look at uh, AI generating uh, these kinds of complete sentences like on the fly just for something that you put in there. Yeah, um, and we're seeing now. I mean, different AIs. You know, like there's an AI. I forget. I think it's. I think it might be the same one that, that IBM used for Jeopardy is now playing video games and, and, and beat a high score in a video game. So, I mean, it, these are all, but these are all instances of narrow AI. Right. So the film is called Sun Spring. Sun Spring. One word. Okay. Oh, I thought, I said Sun Stream, right? Yeah. It's Sun Spring. Sun Spring. Okay. Yeah, I've got Thomas so. Middleditch. Yeah. And the AI yeah, it, named itself Benjamin. I did not know that. <laughs> Yeah, so we're going to talk more about AI, but before we do, I, Ian had an interesting had an article. Well, I guess this article has been around for a while, but uh, the chess master che- cheating accused of using anal beads. Yeah, this is just in there because it, it fits us in so many ways because it's twisted and perverted, but at the same time, it's one of those things where we can break it down and say, does that really work or make sense? Yeah, and my and understanding we can go to is that some the, pretty messed up places while talking about my, it. My actual understanding about this is that he was never actually accused of using anal beads. That it was an off-handed comment because somebody some, somebody was asked how could he do this, and somebody said, "Well, I don't know, anal beads." And so it was just an it's so but he was never actually accused of using anal beads, right? Somebody said, "Well, it was just it's just a thought experiment, essentially." Or somebody, how could he have done it? And that's somebody and somebody threw that out offhand, and and that's what generated this whole hubbub. Right is an offhanded comment by somebody. Yeah, it seems so, a lot of a lot of hot air over nothing. Yeah, yeah. The, the article itself even says it's an alleged scandal, but um, yeah, 
you know, apparently there was a few, you know, it starts off saying he was, they actually went through the process of, um, uh, scanning him with a metal detector thingy, like you'd have at the airport. So, <laughs> I mean, and, and I usually been sure that would find it. I mean, I guess if it had, it had that, I guess it had that metal parts <laughs> in it, right? In a battery, I guess. But yeah, so, I mean, the, this, this happened because, um, be, because the, the guy, what was his name? The um, uh, Hans... Magnus Carlson. Well, okay, that's that's the grand champion that accused Hans Neiman. Yeah, because uh, Hans uh, of, basically yeah. um, ruined his fifty-three game winning streak. Yeah, by beating him. And depending on so. uh, the analysis that you read of this, it sounds like Magnus was having a, an off day, it, it, and he made some bad moves. Is what it, is what it comes down to. And he resigns in the middle of the game. And and, and but of course, the problem is is that Hans Neiman has cheated in the past and admitted to it but in but those were on online chess and the question was how could he how could he have cheated you know in, in an in-person situation like that how, how would it be done and i'm and i and i think that there and i'm not saying that there couldn't be ways that you could find ways to cheat like this i'm just thinking anal beads are the last way that you might have oh, to do yeah. that because well, so how the heck is that going to work my understanding is the idea that he had the anal beads up there and his um mentor whoever was I guess watching and somehow sending just the right signals See, but, to him to um you know right I guess but, say, yes that's the right move or no hold that move all right so I'm going to move the queen yeah oh no I will move my knight <laughs> yeah but he was never actually admitting some sort of Morse code yeah exactly yeah it's crazy it's it's stupid <laughs> but and... yeah I'm, I'm seeing the problem with that being that, um you know. The idea of anal beads is to get you a bit excited, and so in the middle of a chess move, some of this game, oh yeah, yeah, we're trying to. Give, I mean, you know, you, you, you know, you'd have to work out a code right. beforehand, right? The uh, well, and there there is a, I guess from what it's saying in the article, there is a there is a chess shorthand that could be used as a code, but to my mind, it would be difficult to. It'd be difficult to detect in a timed fashion because yeah. e- these matches are timed, and unless you've got the move on the right on the on the first way, yeah, and once more, I, I don't see him being necessarily hide his um, pleasure <laughs> in the middle of it. You know, even if it, you know this big grin suddenly pops out or uh, hi, I'm, I'm moving my teeth. Yeah, I don't know, but, but yeah. the, this is this is so. I mean, the article you've put up here really doesn't cover. What 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 the, what's I think what's really going on? And like I say, he was never actually accused of cheating this way. He was accused of cheating, and that was like, well, how could he have done it? And that was an offhanded comment, right? Yeah. And so and so they, people have so people have speculated beyond that about how that would work. Um, but you know what what the article does cover, and it covers better than many that I've seen, is some really really snarky tweets after. <laughs> <laughs> like uh yes. one of them says the problem with Hans Neiman is that he's ruined chess for everybody who uses anal vibrators but isn't chess. <laughs> <laughs> you is see that that, that's why I mean so sometimes you just like to have it in there in the middle of a match. It fits us so well, the comments and stuff. That's the main reason I put second it. Second one there. second one is where do we watch this? Pawn hub? <laughs> <laughs> And I still take issue with the idea that they wanted his ass, his his anus, any more than they did anybody else. I don't know that that's even actually true. I know that that headline is everywhere, but but did that actually take place? That that they gave him an extra wanding there? I'm not sure that that's true. Uh, apparently, though, he did. Yeah, apparently they 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 said the guy here says I know nothing about chess, but this is why some people yell cheek man. Oh. 
I wonder how you get caught cheating online. I mean, okay, it's a statistic thing because basically that you have a rank, and and whatever whatever your rank is, there there's a statistical amount of moves that you would be expected to do perfectly and not, and and how many in a row you might be expected to do perfectly, and and if somebody at a low rank is making a whole bunch of perfect moves, they they that's how they would they would statistically say, okay, this person is is playing above what he should be able to play based on his rank. Ah. So so the, so it, it all comes down to an algorithm. Um and and when you're playing online there are there are plenty of ways to cheat, right? Because there's a lot of, you know, a, a lot of But, but are are online games even recorded for your official ranking? Yeah, at, at chess.com they are. You would have you would have a rank on that system. Well, on, on the website, sure, but I mean like uh like for official gameplay. Like, uh, you know, well, the tournaments and stuff. It, it will yeah, then yeah, it would be it would be recorded. I, I would imagine that you that no, it would be recorded, but I would imagine that they wouldn't use uh, records from online play for that. I don't know. I don't know how all that's uh, how how yeah, all just that's because done. it would be impossible to verify anything. <laughs> but chess dot com knows who you are, right? And 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 I don't know how uh, I, you know, like uh, yeah, it's, it's impossible to ver- verify that you're the one ver- logged onto the account. Exactly. It's yeah. Exa- it is. And but once again, you know, they. they yeah, I, I don't know how that how that works. You're probably right that that them and I might not be being used for your official ranking, but they but they're keeping track on on their system of your play. And if you play there a lot, they would they would be able to say, okay, here here's your rank, here's where you're expected to be on our system. And if you're playing way above that one day, uh, you, you're it's likely you're cheating, right? And maybe that's not a perfect way to do very, it. Very indirect evidence, but uh, yeah, I can see that. I, I don't know that I, I don't know. And there's probably more to it than that. You know, I'm, I'm only remembering, you know, other discussions that I've been hearing about how they do this stuff. I don't actually, you know, but I know that I know that they, 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 they have a pretty good idea of um, what kind of moves they can make. Yeah. And, and stuff like that. I mean, they, and they can get a pretty good sense of how good a player you are. And, and provided that you, you know, that you're, you know, most of the time, you know, playing at a certain yeah. level, they, they, they'll know. Yeah. I don't know. But I mean, I think there's some other things because I think that is is it chess.com, and I think Magnus owns part of that, <laughs> and and so and so there's been some hubbub there. I mean, the whole thing is in the I mean, as far as far as you know, chess goes, it's been it's been you know a big political thing in in the chess world. So in this article, you know, and and the, and, the, and it's articles like this that just made it palatable to the rest of us because you know the rest of it we don't care about the minutia yeah. we don't care about. It's just the anal stuff that we care about. Right. Yeah. We know our. <laughs> We know our level. Exactly. We know our level. Exactly. I, I am surprised, though, that nobody said anything about one night in Bangkok. <laughs> right. <laughs> what attracted you to chess? It's the anal stuff. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, how about the Lazarus snail? This is kind of interesting. How about the Lazarus snail? Yeah. Uh, okay. So basically, um, this happened back in the 1800s at the British Museum. And... Let's get the let's get the actual date. 1850. This this curator noticed that a snail that he was cleaning had a fresh mucus plug, and you want your mucus plug fresh, you know? <laughs> yeah, it was fresh. But um, it was glued to an index card and had been for four years. And then he started. He looked. He saw a dried mucus membrane closing up the shell, and he. He thought that that might mean the snail was in torpor, which is a deep hibernation. So 
Did you they mean shot, the same? They wait, the Lazarus snail thing, is that you? Because that's not the name of the article. Well, no, actually, they. I'll get to that. Okay. But um, so the guy took the, took the snail off the card carefully, uh, broke a little bit of the shell doing so, but he took it off the card, put it where it was where it was moist and dark, and the snail essentially woke up out of its torpor and uh, proceeded to eat some lettuce. So anyway, these snails, these particular types of snails, this is a desert snail. So in extreme heat and extreme cold and extreme dryness, they will they will shut down and basically go into hibernation mode and seal all their moisture in. And oh. even um, even you know water snails can go into a hibernation. So so was this this was put into the museum in eighteen eighteen forty six eighteen forty six and was found to be alive in eighteen fifty. Oh okay okay in eighteen fifty so four years later. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Um. So this second article. The second article I put in here talks about how long this type of snail should live. And uh, the, the site, the first article was from Cracked, and so it's it went for humor rather than detail. The second article is Metafilter, which was actually people who were looking for more detail about this and, you know, got some. Um, and I'm scrolling down here. But I guess the snail didn't have, did not have any adverse effects to its lifespan. It lived uh, maybe a little bit longer than a snail of its type would be expected to. Uh, it was uh, it was found to be dead in 1852, so it lived two more years. And the people who've been talking about the snail and essentially loved the story are the ones who nicknamed it Lazarus. Okay. That is impressive hibernation there. And it didn't come from the Lazarus pit? No. How long How long could could that snail have hibernated nobody knows i think that four years hibernating is not expected it's i mean that that seems pretty impressive but um, i know there are certain animals that can go into a, like a, a really like deep torpor like state for a long time i'm, I'm not sure what uh, the world record is on that yeah i don't know either and i there are other i mean there's a lot of things that can can do impressive hibernation but four years is pretty impressive i think oh and uh, of course you know then there are all the theories that uh uh, we were populate our planet was populated by life uh, from the stars that um, you know existed on some sort of meteorite for like eons yeah. or whatever. Yeah, panspermia. That's what they were looking for on on Mars. Pretty much is life like that. That is in you know that kind of um, hibernative state. Right. If it's still there, that they would expect it to be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you know what'll happen is they'll they're gonna find it and then they'll bring it back to Earth and then it'll just take <laughs> over. Of course. Yep. Absolutely. I've seen that movie. I have too. We just have to give it a cold though. <laughs> That's pretty interesting. Yeah. I thought it was interesting. I, I, yeah. I really did. Um, although apparently, you know, I said that they named it Lazarus. Actually, they nicknamed it Winston. So the Lazarus thing, it did come from me. Okay. And I thought that I did because I'm an idiot. <laughs> All right. So, okay. So we, we have done a lot of talking about narrow AI uh, on on this podcast and we, and, and, and some of it's, some of it's successful, some it's not. And I think that the, then of course that there are issues with any, any particular one of, of those. But when, when we start, when people start getting, um, we start seeing people talking about general purpose AI, that's when people, you know, we start to get a lot of, um, I guess, scary stories where, where people are like it, you know, they, it'll, it's going to destroy everything. Um, like, so like I have a couple of articles that, you know, that, that, um, that lean that way. So researchers say it's um, say it's 
it'll be impossible to control a super intelligent AI. And and this this uh, this article is kind of interesting because as I'm going as you go through it, you know, it's basically talking about um, it basically a, as we're developing it, and um, we, we we won't even know once once we've gotten past that threshold essentially, right? That that we that would you know as it gets smarter and smarter and smarter, that we might not that we might not even see when it when it goes beyond the threshold of being too intelligent for us to control anymore. Like basically, right, like yeah. the, the the idea of of the of the frog in the in the pot that's slowly coming up the temperature. We just need to keep it from watching the Terminator movies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, the, the idea is here, here like this. Uh, this is like beyond even general AI that we're talking about. Um, general AI is just an AI that's intelligent enough to that you can train it uh, to do like pretty much any task. But uh, like super intelligent AI, we're talking. Um, about um, a uh, we we we're not even uh, entirely sure what that would mean uh, in terms of its capabilities, mm-hmm. right? So, like, um, uh, the the idea here is that um, you know, we're not we're not sure what uh, where uh, humans would not be able to like understand the coding behind this enough to write in, say, like a laws of robotics type situation that we can be sure like it'll adhere to or anything. We just um, if we're, we're if we're creating uh, uh, AI that's more intelligent than us, um, then uh, it's hard for us to be able to uh, anticipate its capabilities um, uh, uh, in terms of like uh, 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 how it will be able to like uh, see humans and uh, uh, and this is like only like a situation in which we've actually like put like. Um, in an artificial intelligence in charge of something important. Right. So right. What, one of the things I guess, the like question I have, vehicle? what? Oh, like a moving vehicle. <laughs> like, well, yeah, like a moving vehicle. And this article in particular, they hear talks about artificial weaponry and how that we should, we should not allow artificial intelligence, you know, to, to, to basically, um, to be running our weapons and stuff mm. like that. And, and basically limit what, what we're allowing AI to do. But I guess we have to, we have to go back. And so, so right now we have a bunch of narrow AI, but would a general AI to begin with just be a collection of narrow AIs that you glue together a bunch of functions? I mean, isn't, isn't that essentially yeah, what we'd be so. doing? I mean, like uh, we, we don't really know yet. I mean, like the, the yeah. idea is that you can like um, uh, that it would work um, the way we think our brain works is that you put, put together uh, different networks that uh, do different things, different parts of your brain uh, do different types of processing, and then when you put them together, it becomes something more than the sum of their parts. Yeah, right. so um, we 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 don't know how to do that with disparate narrow AIs yet. Right, but yeah, I, essentially, I mean, we're kind of looking. I mean, when you when you start to look at um, programming languages, you get into what what, what, what I want to say, object oriented, right? So you create an object that is your particular narrow function, and you just create a a, a collection of those of those objects to get right. you to something that's more general purpose. So in other words, it's like, it'd be like a, uh, like an access database where a bunch of different things connect to each other. Yeah, I guess kind of, I mean, that's the, the I mean, but is there another way to do it? Dumbass? Uh, what, what do you mean? Well, is there, is what, what, what would be, okay. So uh, that, that's, that's one potential way to get beyond narrow AI is to, is to, is to create a, you know, basically a whole bunch of narrow AIs that come together as a general AI. Right, but there's got to be another way to do it. What, what uh, would be the other theory? Um, yeah, I, I'm uh, uh, not sure uh, uh, about uh, other theories going on there. On there, although like um, I've often thought um, uh, th- this is a little bit in a different direction. Um, but um, a lot of like problems with the uh, AIs we've seeing we're seeing is like uh, them uh, misidentifying things or uh, not not being able. 
uh, to be trained uh, um, in, in a way that uh, uh, we can like discount uh, 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 certain things uh, going on that it hasn't been trained for. I'm wondering if like maybe a, um, uh, this wouldn't get us to a general AI, but maybe like a, a combination of like uh, uh, old fashioned um, uh, step by step procedure based programming with uh, input from like AI sources. Like uh, uh, I'm thinking a, a car that drives itself might be uh, the the decisions might be based on just like uh, some programmer going in and saying, "All right, well, uh, if you see this in the road, then do this or whatever." And like, uh, oh, it's only the uh, the the um, artificial intelligence networks that are identifying the thing that sends the uh, information uh, to uh, the standard programming stuff. I mean, what what you're describing there is 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 actually one of the things that people are saying that we may never able actually be able to get past a, um, a, a narrow AI because yeah. they, they don't think that you can ever actually solve some of the problems that you're that you're that you're talking well, about because right now it can't tell the difference between a truck and you know and a book sometimes right but also how do you program ai to think beyond its programming which is really the more essence of what the general ai would have to be right because it you had know? to start programming itself in order to, yeah. to become this super ai that that that, that we're scared of yeah that's one yeah, thing it would, it would, yeah it would have to have a re recursive uh aspect to it which uh um, so far, like, uh, the only recursive thing is that, uh, like, anything we manage to manually, like, recurse ourselves into, uh, the AIs. Yeah. AI right now is what we program it to be. We, um, d despite what I've heard some people claim, no, we're not at the point we, where AI can actually, you know, none of our computers can go beyond our programming. Right. If, if there's flaws and gaps, that's because we, they're in there because of human error. Well, it's okay. not in I there because... Um, Guys, yeah. um, I got a concern here. I just Googled how to make a broad AI, and now there are robots looking in my window. <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly, I, you know, not to be, not to, uh, I honestly think Google is as close to, as close to an AI as we have right now. Well, broad I wouldn't AI. even, what, would you call Google AI? I'm not sure I would call that an AI. I would, because it seems like it is, it seems like it is learning, but it's not learning. It's gathering. It's gathering information. I mean, what what Google does is it has a bunch of you know spiders that go out and spider the internet and bring that information back and put it into a database that you can and makes it searchable. But it's not really. But I. But that's not really learning. And there, I think uh, um, it depends on what you mean by AI too, because there there are uh, learning algorithms that aren't neural networks, and I think like. I'm not sure exactly uh, what Google is using, but um, uh, their, their, their algorithms uh, are um, like uh, the, the reason that uh, they've took over is because their alg algorithms like identified what people wanted by what they're typing in a lot uh, more easily than uh, other search engines did. Right, but even their algorithms, their humans are grooming those algorithms. Uh, grooming may not be the best word, but they're but the humans are, are on the back end training and, and and tweaking those algorithms. It's not it's not training and tweaking itself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, and that that would be what uh, what uh, we imagine a general AI would have to do. Yeah. Um. Is, not... is like uh, uh be be in charge of like its own learning. Yeah. And and I and I don't think that Google at this point Google is just a large database. I don't think it's I wouldn't call it AI. I don't I don't think it's learning. They 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 have they had divisions of Google that are working on AIs. Like um, I mean, we talked about a specific division a little while ago that is building AI and stuff like that. 
Um, but that's not the AI that we're that we're interacting with on a daily basis. The search I, I, engine. I, I'm now imagining Google judging you. Well, like, do you really want to look at that stuff again, you sicko? Exactly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> that, that's all we need, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah what if it's silently judging you? Well, I mean that. Yeah. <laughs> what if it's what if it's gaining a, what if it's gaining an impression of the human race based upon you know like what Ian does online? <laughs> but I I think Uh-oh. that I mean. It, the the to get to a point of a general AI, I think, is incredibly difficult. Yeah. Um. And and the, and like I say, that there are people that say that that you know these discussions right now are are kind of pointless in that um it's that it's it's not even if it is possible it's it's going to be much much later. Um. I have another article up here that says top researchers write a one hundred page report warning about AI's threat to humanity. And it's kind of it's a and it's and it, it's a lot of the same kinds of things. But once again, uh, but it, it points out the issues that we have with with deep fakes and stuff like that. And and I have and I and I and I have a couple of articles in here, you know, about AI. And I think that there I think that there's definitely some things to celebrate that are, that are kind of cool about AI. And and one of them, if we if we look and this once again, we're talking about a narrow AI, a very narrow AI, Darth Vader's voice. Right. So okay. James Earl Jones has stepped has stepped down. He he's no longer the voice of of Darth Vader, but he's still the voice in that they what they've done is they've gone back and and they they have sampled everything that they needed um the um of, of his voice and and they and of course for for James Earl Jones and particularly as Vader they have a bunch of very high entropy resources to 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 learn from to to put together this this um this speech where so now somebody else can say the words and you'll hear darth vader talking and um and so the the what i put up to i think it um points to arch technica uh, which talks about the vanity fair article where they were talking to the uh, researchers from the ukraine that actually developed this technology and of course they were developed they were they were doing this at the time where they were about to get um uh attacked by Russia. So they were so they were scrambling to get this done as quickly as possible. And of course, you know, Disney's going, um, if you can't do this and you need to do something in whatever it takes for you to be safe, go do that. Because they said we, we we have we can find another option. It may not be as good, but we but we can't, you know, but we don't want to, you know, we're not we're more concerned about your safety. So at least at least they were more concerned about the, their safety, but they really wanted to finish the project. And to do this, right. they actually separated their their research teams into two different teams to make sure that you know that they had stuff in in multiple places. Um, and I forget if they were in Kiev or not, or exactly where they were in Ukraine. But they managed to get it done. But but now, and in, in um, they have a, a video that shows them using not not the Darth Vader voice, but other voices that they've created, where the guy is talking, and and one guy is singing and it sounds like a female. And so they they're able to what what they're able to do with, with with you know to create these other voices and stuff now is really amazing. And so now that they're at a point where this technology and why they may not be using this technology for harm, somebody else could use it. And and they've invented it the the first good one, let's say. But once somebody invents something like this and starts building it, the the the, the cat is is out of the bag, and somebody else now. Can, is going to be able to replicate it right. and do it just as well, and they and they may not have the same ethics behind it. And so now, when now we start talking about AI, we have to talk about ethics as well. Oh yeah, oh. it's it's unescapable even with narrow AI that we have to be talking about ethics. Oh, definitely. There's so much of that conversation going on right now. Yeah, and 
while I think it's important to have, the problem is that, that, that somebody can build this technology that doesn't have any ethics and they can make this conversation and they can call you up and, and sound like somebody else and, and try to convince you of something or, or put something online that, you know, that, that is, you know, um, somebody else. Um, I, I put the, another article up here that talks about a narrow AI for creating porn. And I think we've we've talked about this before, but now they can they can basically take, you know, if there's if if we if there's enough pictures of somebody online, <clears throat> right? They can make that composite, and they can put anybody they want into a sex scene, and 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 this can be extremely harmful for for people, um, yeah, because you know they didn't they didn't do this, they didn't ask to be in this situation, and and now they're now they're in a porn that's been released online. The the ethics behind that are absolutely terrible, but the people that that have the technology. I mean, are, are, are they aren't restricted by by my ethics or your ethics? Yeah. Well, and um, it'll definitely lead to some interesting stuff in the future, no doubt about it. Where you know, oh look, I have the evidence that so and so did this, and it's like, wait a moment. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. the big concern where there would be somebody generating revenge porn, which uh, yep, uh, I guess uh, um, if you oh. can show that, oh, this vi- this video. Uh, is from another source, and that's just my face on it. Then uh, people will believe you, but it's still like, yeah, it's still the uh, if somebody puts that out there, it would still be uh, uh, kind of like, especially if people, uh, uh, if if you're if people uh, around well, you believe that and gave you guff about it, you know. But even that, you have people like that O'Keefe guy who did the whole acorn thing with what was has been proven to be highly documented, um, you know, highly doctored videos and audio stuff. That was you know simplified. Uh, people like him who are willing to take down someone, um, you know, with this technology. Oh, look, you know, look, I have video evidence, yeah. and look, you can hear what they said. And, so right um, now, you know, right now we can tell, right? Um, but that might always that won't always be true. Yeah. Well, the, the more the technology advances, the harder it's going to be. Yeah. And that's where you know, and, and I mean. The, and it, uh, it was already kind of trivial to, uh, uh, especially if like if you're just doing still images to like yeah. put somebody's face on a body yeah. and uh, just using uh, Photoshop or any image uh, manipulation tool. Uh, that that that's trivial trivial to do these days. And I think there are video things that you can you can do as well, yeah. um, just uh, for standard without using AI. But I mean, from a dec a decade from now, I could see court cases that have to be really picky about looking at um you know the evidence presented you know yeah. video audio and um digital stuff and say hey wait a moment yeah. we really have to you know nitpick I mean, on yeah this. i mean yeah the, the um more than just uh revenge porn the big concern of course is uh uh, uh falsifying evidence in courts yeah. of law and stuff so this article is from the mit technology review it's called a horrifying new ai app snaps uh, swaps woman into porn video with just a click. And one of the one of the um, incidents that it talks about is a um, woman was fired from her job as a teacher because uh, because uh, says the um, but ba- let's see it's in here somewhere that her they were they were fakes of her online you know that somebody had created fakes of the teacher online and she got fired. And and I and I have a couple of issues with 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 this. Um, let me see if I can find it because I'd like to. What what I kind of hope that uh, uh, this leads to uh, one possible uh, silver lining is that uh, maybe uh, uh, as we grapple with this, uh, people will just stop uh, taking you know uh, nudes or uh, porn videos that people have done in the past 
seriously. Well, okay, so uh, yeah, this, so this says in a revenge porn help helpline funded by the UK government received recently a case from a teacher who lost their job after deep fake pornographic images of her were circulated on social media and brought to her school's attention. Um, says Sophie Mortimer, uh, Mortimer, uh, who managed the service. It gets worse, not better. Uh, Dodge, Dodge says women are being targeted in this way. So it brings up, it brings up two. Uh, number one, who who cares if, if she posed nude, right? And yeah. she didn't. Yeah, she that, she that, wasn't that, nude in class. Exactly what I'm saying. P- yeah. people should not care about that. They should not be a thing that anybody will be horrified, protesting. I, I hope. That this kind of thing leads to a situation where we just chill the fuck out about that. It would yeah, be nice, right? Because because we've seen other people, um, you know, get like there was a police officer fired because she was in she was in some um, porn videos, and she was actually in them, and and she got, and so after she got the job, they got you know they they got released, and so she got fired. Why? She that's something yeah. that's well, a job I mean, she did I mean, in the past. You look at the hypocrisy. Kim Kardashian's career is based off a leak, leak, exact, yeah, porn video. Yeah, exactly. Right. So for her, it worked <laughs> out real well, but for other people, yeah. it, it didn't. For the teacher, it didn't. Um, and and she didn't even pose nude. That these these yeah. were these were deep fakes. So yeah, and what does it matter what she did outside of the classroom? I I don't understand how that why why the more why that is immoral number one and why it should follow her in such a way even if she had actually done it. But, but Brian, that means she might have sex now. Disregard the fact that um, she might actually have kids and stuff and right. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that so doesn't yeah. matter that she might have sex, but it, actually seeing you know the, the the possibility of the kid seeing her in the act of doing it. But it's but but these these I think were just stills, right? This didn't even need to be an AI, yeah, because because anybody could have just taken her image and done it, and so that so once again, it 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 can be very damaging the the, these technologies. Brian, are you saying that teachers actually go around nude at times instead of being dressed one hundred percent of the time? Well, not if they're Mormon. (laughs) But yeah, no. So so much of it, it's like okay, you know, they're adults they've done stuff they have a life outside of school okay but here but regardless uh, regardless of this the 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 fact is that somebody built this and they had different ethics than i did and they were able to and they were able to 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 do harm with it with with this where you know where i would never have done that to i would do it to dumbass but that's a different thing entirely (laughs) (laughs) i I don't know what you and dumbass would do to each other i don't want to know that's yeah. <laughs> we'll send you the videos. Yeah, we'll send you, you the videos. You guys have that relationship. We accept it. <laughs> but I mean, but here's the problem: we have we have so many and ethics problems. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Um, we have so many issues with with even narrow AI in in ethics. I, I can't imagine how we get to a general AI in, in, in without. I mean, I think we'll get to without dealing. If, if we can do general AI, I bet we get there without dealing with the ethics issues. Right. Some people want to deal with ethics issues and some people won't. This is not a technology that you can um, keep to yourself and keep out of the hands of the general public is is the other problem. Humanity itself doesn't often care about the ethic issues as we progress. You know, that's been proven time and time again in our history. I mean, everybody, everybody in the world essentially right now, even from their smartphone, has access to to supercomputers essentially, right? Oh yeah. I mean, it, you, yeah. so it, any it, as much CPU as you need to make something happen, even GPU, 
is available to you through, you know, through, through, you know, um, AWS, uh, you know, Google Cloud, Azure Cloud, and 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 even and if you really need GPU, the NVIDIA Cloud's available to you. You the horsepower that you need to do this kind of stuff is is available to you. All you need to do is start, you know, is, is start building is start building the software, and and anybody can start doing that now, right? right? I mean, it's um, just a matter of teaching yourself how to, how to do it. I mean, the, definitely there's different levels of programming, but the code is out there. And once more, going off the the O'Keefer Acorn kind of stuff, I would not be surprised if we started seeing these news stories being out out there with all sorts of evidence. It's like, wait a moment, this is all AI created, isn't it? It's like, oh no, 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 this is the real stuff. I went out and blah blah. It's like, uh, but you will have enough people who don't care. Who oh this um the 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 video that shows Biden um in a gay orgy with Putin. Hey. Yeah, the, the videos out there that look so real. Just listen to the audio that has to be um, Biden and Putin. Yeah, yeah, but you can see that's clearly Biden's face on Donald Trump's body. <laughs> <laughs> but here, but but I mean, then back to the issue: can we can we develop a general purpose AI without it getting away from us? That even turning into some super intelligent AI can, can that be prevented? If it's even possible to get to get there, and and right now it, it's not, but in a hundred years, I, I don't know. Can is it, like does it get away from us? I imagine like the capabilities of like a uh, super intelligent AI. I mean, I think the biggest thing would be uh, just how much it can pay attention to at once, probably. Um, sure. And also, of course, it'll it'll like be able to do like uh, any kind of uh, math uh, almost immediately. Um, uh, so like. Um, uh, the the biggest uh, question would be what what would its motivations be right yeah and, and um how would you know? and that's why we we need to keep it away from the Matrix movies and the um, Terminator <laughs> movies and not let it get any ideas yeah I, I don't <laughs> I don't think that um uh, an uh, AI would uh, uh, necessarily uh, I I think it's uh it's silly to assume that it'll come to the position that uh oh I must get rid of all the humans yeah or, I, I agree. Uh, but here's the thing is that we still but one of the problems we have with with even current AIs and and this is and it pretend, becomes typically um it, it shows up a lot when when you start to look at like even Microsoft's Connect and it not being able to to recognize um what it didn't recognize people very well anyway right I think they find I don't think they sell the Connect anymore but on top of that if you had dark skin it was even worse at, at seeing you and a lot of that is because the people programming it programmed to recognize themselves white males. Right, mm-hmm. so there's still issues uh, that be about the about our biases coming through in our programming of these AIs. There, there yeah. are so many issues um, that that we that dealing with just narrow AIs that to evolve that into a general AI, man, that's a it seems just like such a huge jump for me. And and I and I, I just I don't yeah. I don't know I don't really know if it's should be a worry so, or not. A lot of the problems with uh, current AIs is less about uh, the programming behind them than about the data sets that uh, uh, are subjected to that will have lots of, like any data set will have lots, it's curated by somebody and will have lots of like unintentional uh, biases yeah. uh, hidden in there that uh, you, you would never uh, know. And like, so certain things you, you uh, might have to account for and it, it's often. And you can't uh, account for everything. <laughs> nope. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> 
So your best chance at survival is being a darker toned skin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's how you survive the Terminators. Yeah. Okay, exactly. They don't notice you. Yeah. You know, I don't think they saw that part in uh, in the Terminator where Arnold Schwarzenegger is pointing a gun at a black man. I was like, where did he go? Where did he go? <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, they cut that, that scene. That's actually something that's famous for older elevators, too, is that they would shut on darker skinned people because they couldn't detect them. The doors right. would shut on darker skin. I mean, the one, yeah, like, okay. uh, uh, are they motion, uh, uh, motion, elevator motion doors? activated? Elevator doors are, yeah, they, they have motion sensors in between the doors so that they don't shut on people. Ah, okay. I, uh, the the, I the thought... show Better Off Ted actually had one episode that dealt with that, um, the motion sensors in the bathroom. Oh, I, I remember the uh, that that was funny the um yeah. uh uh water fountain scene. <laughs> oh yeah, and there's, there's a whole thing about the logic to that though because you know it's like okay we'll sense it to the light reflecting off of skin well if you're darker you're not reflecting as much light and you know oh we should have made it more sensitive okay uh <laughs> whoops yeah so you know it, i i think that a lot of these technologies that ai is building there, there's there there is a lot of you know, I mean, there's two sides to, to every piece of it, and some of it is really good, like being able to continue to have Darth Vader's voice for, for every Star Wars, you know, movie from here to eternity is is, is pretty cool, right? Yeah. Um, but the, Although, you know, we are kind of jipping out on a uh, Darth Vader sound-alike who might have taken his place. Well, sure. I mean, like, well, we that, have that a Morgan Freeman in, replacement, right? Yeah, that goes into the machines replacing... Um... The artists, you know, yeah. obviously Madcap put a whole thing on art, which we've talked about already a few times. Yep. You know, and what what part is AI starting to replace um, the talent? Well, and, and some of the articles that I have up there get into that, that, that we have to, that, you, that if AI is going to start to take over a lot of these jobs, then we have to start thinking what, about what we're good, what humans are going to do <laughs> when, when we don't have work anymore. Um, and, and let's say that's a long way off but i mean i guess you know that that's something with that we got that that should be into yeah. the calculations of building these ais another part yeah. of the ethical looking at it that yeah. will be often ignored because it's more important to progress than it is to think about the consequences well i think and i think that 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 is largely true right and, and that, that they're not gonna they're gonna involve a you know the uh another science, you know, another computer scientist before they involve a, um, you know, somebody from the psychology department. Yeah. And that's a shame because um, that, that could make these things better. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but if they involve somebody from the science, at least it can make them unable to see people. <laughs> right, exactly. Because they, yeah. they can bind it with science. <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. And and I don't know that I don't know that we that we're, I don't know how long or when we might even get close to, to to creating this you know this general purpose or super super intelligent AI. Um, well, see, Brian, it's already been created, and the truth is, it's busy hiding itself by putting out these articles talking about how we're so far away from it ever happening. <laughs> so it's and hiding you in the, the whole idea of how impossible it is for it to be created. That's how you know beyond our grasp it is. Yeah, I mean, we. Mm -hmm. it, it's funny but when we talk about technologies of the future. I mean, because we, because the other types of computers that we're hearing about are quantum computers, right? But Brian, why do you think we, we're so entertained with the cat videos and porn? That's what the AI keeps pumping out to keep us distracted. Yeah, well, and it is working. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But who has? 
the ten laws of uh, of ro- robot robotics. Yeah, yeah. Asimov, three Asimov. laws of robotics. Yeah, three laws. Three laws. Three oh, laws. Yeah, yeah it's, it it's was, laws, three uh, laws. Moses who had the ten laws of robotics. Yeah, <laughs> well, there were fifteen, but he dropped one of the tablets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and accidentally broke him and decided that he was too peeved off to go back. That's right. I give you this 15. I give you have these you guys, 10. Have you guys read about how, uh, how like, these artificial intelligence drawing programs actually work? No. How do they actually work? Well, uh, it, it's it's fascinating. It's, um, it's essentially noise reduction, uh, which uh, surprised me. But then you think about it, it makes kind of sense. What, what they do... Um, uh, the, uh, it's a part of like training, uh, AI to remove noise from images. Um, and the way they do that, um, is they, uh, put in a, uh, a, a clean, completely clean image. And then like, uh, in step, let's say, uh, around 10 steps, uh, you add progressively more noise to it. Uh, and what you're basically, you, you train it, uh, to do this in steps because it's easier uh, for it to, to do it this way. So like, um. Uh, you say to it, all right, I want you to take uh, this, uh, which is has a noise level rating of four, change it to a noise level rating of three. Um, okay. And of course, like small things like that, it, it can it can like re- remove noise. But of course, the more noise you move, the more assumptions you have to make about what's under those pixels. Right. Right. Um, and uh, basically um, uh, what it does is uh, you train the uh, AI on a series of images and then like descriptions of those images. Uh, and then you, uh, uh, when you've got all that training done, you, you basically uh, give it um, a picture that is pure noise, but you tell it that this is a noise level ten, and you say, and the prompt is, this is the description of what's uh, under that image. We want you to to uh, remove the noise and show us what that is. And uh, each step of the way, like from ten to a nine, is like, all right, I think I see uh, uh, little shapes in there that could be this. So it kind of does that, and then it builds on that each step. We're basically teaching artificial intelligence pareidolia. Well, and what's interesting, interesting. about that is that, I mean, the, we're, we're teaching AI through CAPTCHA, right? I mean, Google is using our, our, our ability to solve a CAPTCHA to train its AI. And eventually, you know, CAPTCHA is not worth anything because now your, your, your AI can do it for us, mm. right? We're, we're training and CAPTCHA to be useless. Run. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, Facebook uh, for a long time have had the algorithm. If you look at, like, any photo you put up there, you can uh, see the alt text for it. Uh, will be uh, like what, whatever the picture is, whatever it's identified in the picture, like two people outdoors smiling or whatever it is. Right. Yeah. I mean, so why I don't think that the Google search right now is an AI. Google is developing a lot of AI, and it's developed and it's using a lot of its technologies that we use every day to train that AI. Yeah, yeah but I, I honestly, I'm still going to stick with my opinion on this, which is that um, the AI that's going to come out first is the one that evolves on its own. Well, but. How do we get to that point? Well, you said yourself that Google I guess spidering uh, <laughs> for information and making connections. You know, I, I have a thought here. Uh, what if we train an AI to make an AI? Well, yeah. <laughs> then then uh, we're we're really going into uh, uh, levels here where we we're like barely understanding the way things are going. Yeah, I I, I mean that, but that's kind of what. You, you figure we'll, we'll end up having to do to, to get to that level, right? Because it's got to better itself each time, you know, it, it develops the code. Deep thought. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just. My, no, deep thought from Hitchhiker's Guide to the oh, Galaxy. Yeah. Automatic, you know, it, it was programmed for one specific thing to come up with the answer. It did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it couldn't come up with the questions. Like, okay, so we, but it designed, it, it's an AI that designed a computer to 
um, solve the question. And so, you know, that, that, that concept itself has been in our fiction for a while, you know, allowing the um, robots and stuff to figure out how to do the next generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell us well, I guess, do. I guess the, uh, I guess the way we stop AI from being effective against us is to give it genuine people personalities. <laughs> oh God. I don't know that's the way to I get it mean, like, uh, yeah. real fast. I mean, I think uh, any AI person, personality would have to like develop organically. I, I'm not sure that we would like, like uh, Brian's articles were saying, I, I'm not sure that we would uh, be able to influence it uh, enough to say, all right, well, I want it to be the, the AI to be uh, very easygoing and, uh, right. uh uh, or whatever, yeah. like uh... I mean, we can't we can't make people the way we want them to be. Um, so yeah, if, if we're working on AI and trying to give it personalities, I doubt we can control that either. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, no. and that's and that's what these articles are getting at that 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 we can't control that. And 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 should we really consider whether we should be doing it or not? Yeah, I mean, um, what if you create an asshole AI and then put it in charge of a city? Right. Yeah, I screen. think that. I think you have to actually elect it. There's a picture of the AI holding grudges over weird little things saying, no, I'm cutting your water off day because you know, yesterday um, you, you didn't properly say good morning to me, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, down here in Texas, we'll vote for the AI as long as we can open carry. Well, considering the factor of what's going on with everything there, not surprised if you did. When you're when you're talking open carry, that means that if you've got a you've got a uh, mentally abused psychic teenage girl, you have to show her openly. What again? Took a little bit, but I got that one. <sighs> he's, he's referencing <laughs> Stephen King's carry. Oh, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't trying to be a fire starter there. Oh God, no. <laughs> not driving that one. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it is an mm-hmm. interesting question, and, and these articles are interesting. Um, I, I think right now a lot of – I think that there's a lot of um, you basically shouting fire in in a theater right yeah. now with, with these articles because that's how they, they do get attention. Um, I'm, I'm not I'm not sure. I mean we, we've had Elon Musk and, you know, and Musk is, you know, we, we, we've seen just how intelligent he is recently. <laughs> so So I think that we can, you know, as far as what he says can be canceled out. Um, well, is he artificially intelligent? Though is the question. Uh, I, I, uh, is he even intelligent? Well, maybe. Uh, it may be it's hallucinatory intelligence. <laughs> but yeah, maybe he just looks like he's intelligent until you actually watch him. Yeah, we've heard that. We heard <laughs> it's that we heard the same kind of scare tactics when it came to aliens as well, right? Hawking oh, yeah. came out and said, "Oh, yeah. if, well, if they, you know, if they're if they're if they can get here, they're just gonna, you know, that they're obviously gonna be, you know, so far advanced that they'll just be able to wipe us out." Yeah, but well, if they're that if they're that far ahead of us, are they gonna bother? <laughs> are yeah, they, that's I mean, the thing. Well, why do we matter? Yeah, and and also think, oh, and this is you know going off of that stuff. You know, we know how expensive it was to um for the British to colonize over here and fight a war over here at the time. Space is going to be much more difficult for that. So the idea of the aliens coming and trying to conquer us, I mean, the expense and stuff alone would be insane. I can't see it being oh. worth it. Yeah. You're assuming, though, that they uh, that they have a financial system that, that matches well, up with ours. Re- resources in and of themselves are an expense. Where so everybody knows... That- Everybody knows that any sufficiently advanced 
uh, future place has got to be a, a moneyless utopia. <laughs> but they still have stuff that still, they have to use in order to get here. So I get... Mile High Town, me and a bunch of authors actually went into a conversation about the fact that the smart aliens would just stop at the asteroid belt and start mining that before they even came close to Earth. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've always thought it was weird uh, that uh, uh, sci-fi often has like aliens wanting to invade us for our resources. It's like, what resources? Yeah, it's like you can a, find them a lot easier wanna, all over the solar system. If right. you want to talk asteroids, though, if the smart aliens wanted to wipe us out, all they've got to do is, uh, you know, awesome. set up a mass driver in the asteroid belt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. So, but you, that you goes put, in the AI. I'll try and link this to the AI so we're not completely off topic. Okay. But there's some of that logic there. You know, we were talking about motivation already. Well, the AI would have to need something to gain, something worth the effort to go after us. And right now, it it's gaining too much from us. It it, it needs us really because the um while we we're using AI all over the place, we're still the ones generating the energy. We're still the ones building the power plant, building everything the AI needs in order to sustain itself. And in some of the stuff, you know, I I, I jokingly talked about in the Matrix and Terminator. That's one thing that seems to have been forgotten in both of those is no matter how what level they got to AI-wise, they still need ways to maintain it all. And machines in and of themselves, I don't believe would um, be able to do all of that. They would need um, still humanity working with them. So I oh. honestly believe uh, um, you know, an AI hitting that level would be wanting to negotiate with us and work with us and say, hey, listen, you know what? We can both gain from it. On the other hand, Ian, let's talk Ultron. What did Ultron want? Peace in our time. Well, yeah, but and, and that it gets into programming and, right there. Yeah, I mean, Ultron like, yeah, it, it, it also depends, like, on uh, on like uh, the uh, AI itself and what kind of conclusions yep. it draws. I think, like, any any AI we create, I think you're onto something. Either any AI create we create will be an AI that we create in order to. Well, maybe not any, but like uh, any any AI that we create uh, in order to like manage humans will be created uh, with the uh, in uh, uh, in order uh, to communicate with humans and to get something out of that uh, interaction. Uh, I think it, that that'll be like a a very um, basic part of its design. That uh, uh, it it probably uh, I believe uh, would feel that uh, we are important. Um, sure. maybe, yeah, but... it, it, it might not uh, necessarily treat uh, uh, all humans uh, right, but I don't think uh, I think it would be probably rare for an artificial intelligence uh, to um, th decide that uh, uh, humans are a lost cause and they need to be gotten rid of. Well, I think no, no, I... what I, I think that an AI is going to want peace on Earth and it's not going to care how many people it has to kill to get it. But what would it gain from it? Now, see, with Ultron, <laughs> the, the idea was that was its program. It was specifically programmed to do it. And it went and took it to an extreme level. Except for that wasn't Ultron. That was Peacemaker. <laughs> I, I got it, Brian. I got it. <laughs> Thank you. Well, let's talk about your three laws. The, the Asimov's three laws. Since they came up and you put the article in here, let, let's, let's yeah. go through the three laws. This is a basic Wikipedia page for it, but they're accurate. So Asimov, who is um, what was known as uh, the big sci-fi guy, the whole robot thing going, created three basic laws um, for all the... You know, all, all the robots were supposed to be programmed with these in order to make them uh, before they could be allowed into the public. Uh, so the first law was a robot may not injure a human being or through inaction allow a human being to come to harm. Fairly straightforward. Yep. So the second law, 
A robot must obey the orders given to it by human beings, except where such orders would conflict with the first law. So by that, you could not use, um, you know, the whole setup is no, you couldn't use robots as your war machines because they can't hurt humans, even if you ordered them to, they would not be able to. So, you know, they, they can go after other robots, but they can't go after other humans. Um, then, of course, the third law, a robot must protect its own existence as long as such protection does not conflict with the first or second law. Yeah, see, and there's there's issues. Yeah, well, of course. So this was back in 1942 where they came out, and while they hold a certain level of logic to it, um, that's some of the stories actually deal with trying to get around the laws. Yeah. Uh, yeah we, we, we should remember that uh, Asimov's... Uh, intention of this wasn't to create a ironclad robotic rules uh as a as a proposal for how we should uh uh treat right. robots in the future it was uh to to create a set of uh rules that humans might come up with and explore uh the ramifications of that yep. well it was that, plot that, devices for him was, to tell stories is what it was yeah the stories in i robot yeah. very much follow dealing with those laws yep. and you know what the repercussions of them are yeah so, yeah, so obviously they weren't perfect and they weren't meant to be perfect because they were story devices. Right. Yeah. And then apparently I've not read the story with Zeroth Law, which apparently he added in at one point that says a robot may not harm humanity or by Zeroth Law, yes. humanity to come to harm. Yeah. But, I mean, here's the thing is that we already have AIs that are that, – that break – would break every single one of these laws. In fact, there's – the um, the Air Force has a really cool new drone um, that – um, that it can that it can use, you know, to to yeah. to fire missiles at, at anybody it wants, you know, with you know, unmanned I drones. I mean, and these drones it, are pretty cool. AI has been part of warfare for a yeah. while now. Actually, yep, so. exactly. So we've already so we've already mm -hmm. blown that. But all of these are once again they're narrow AIs. None of these yeah. are general purpose, and we have so many problems with gen with with our narrow AIs right now that worrying about general purpose. Right. While, while maybe we need to talk, start talking about the ethics, th this is not. Uh, this is uh, we have time to to, 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 to to think about this and work it out. And there's no reason for a whole bunch of fear factor around it at, at the moment, I don't think, because it, it it's not tomorrow's problem. It's it's decades away, um, much like the self-driving car. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, that you may be able to drive on the highways, but after you get off the highway, after you have to you, once you get out of a perfect situation, it's worthless. <laughs> um, and, and, and that's part, part of the problem with, with the narrow AI is that it just, it just isn't trained well enough to, to, to do it. And so we, we've got time to talk about these. There, there's no, and, and if, if it's inevitable, we, we, you know, we, we need to talk start talking about the ethics now and see how we can maintain them and, and deal with it. So, yeah, regretfully, the people who are doing it probably want to ignore the ethics part because it's like once more it's more exciting to progress to you know hey yep. i discovered something I, I moved to the next level it's like yeah did you actually make sure everything there's keeping with um protecting humanity what oh um sure why not exactly yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> you re and, and we really do need to be thinking about the ethics of it right now i think yep if not the ethics of it we need to make sure we know how to just how to distract only <laughs> 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 All right, but I think we uh, to uh, call it a night on that discipline. So say good night, everybody. Night, everybody. Night, everybody. That is another hostile You've made it this far. That's an hour of your time. You're never getting back. But the amateur skeptics appreciate you giving that hour to us. If you'd like to tell us how you felt about spending that hour with us, let us know at WTF at amateurskeptics.com. 
The Amateur Skeptics Podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons share-alike, no-derivatives, 3.5 license. Intro music by Peter Cannell. Find more of Peter's music at soundcloud.com forward slash P-K-A-N-O-L. Exit music by OFM. Find more of their music at myspace.com forward slash OFMHQ. Artwork for the Amateur Skeptics by Sean Smith Ford. Copyright Shadow Knight Digital Portraitry.